Hey Geek fans, on this episode we're going to be talking about movie trailers, Black Adam, and our new segment, Geek of the Week, on this episode of The Raving Geeks. Hey Geek fans, welcome back to the show. I'm here with Tom Delore. That's me. And I myself am Noah Bayshore. Hi. Ben, oh, and we have Alex here on the computer. How's it going, Alex? Yep, I'm here. I'm doing well. Uh, and we're the Raven Geeks. So today we're going to be talking about some cool news. First off, we have, you know, recently the Power Rangers and also the Logan trailers both dropped on the same day. Uh, they were really, really cool. I actually did watch the Logan trailer. It looked really cool, and I think uh, the little girl's name was it like X X twenty three. She's actually uh, the uh, the clone of Wolverine. Yeah, so it's gonna be really interesting. In in the trailer, she did a lot of damage to those soldier guys that were trying to capture her. She was badass. So (laughs) Tom Tom hasn't seen it. I see. I don't watch trailers because. Or specifically, I don't watch trailers for movies that I know that I'm going to see already it's because like I don't want anything spoiled, spoiled for me. Yeah, like, and I don't want to be let down. I think that I mean I'll go off a little bit, but I think that that's a lot of the reason that Suicide Squad kind of fell short for me is because <laughs> yeah. the trailer was amazing and I watched that a bunch of times and I was super excited. The movie was not the same, so I kind of try to avoid trailers yeah. now, so that way yeah. everything I'm experiencing is like new to me for the first time. I don't really know what to expect for the most part. That's understandable because like there's. A lot of the times with, like, the marketing campaigns for these, like, big movies, they give away, like, a lot. Yeah, it's like you can just, like, just watch the trailers and you just see the entire movie pretty much. That was a big problem with the uh, Amazing Spider-Man movies was, like, so much of the actual movie was in the trailer. So, I I, yeah. I, really, I understand. Uh, so, yeah, like, Logan trailer and the second Power Rangers trailer uh, okay. came out. And I, both of you guys haven't really seen that? I've seen the Logan trailer. Okay, I, I saw the, the first trailer. trailers for both of these. That was before I... You know, put my like, policy on no trailers. But and uh, the Logan trailer, the first one at least was good. And okay. The Power Rangers one was not great to me, so I'm also gonna kind of avoid it for that reason because okay. I don't want to be, I don't want my expectations super low. Uh, but I'm gonna see him regardless. So, so like the the Power Rangers one, I would say since you had, you had problems with the first trailer, like the first trailer was very much like kind of dark and like Nolan-y, uh, whereas yeah. this one was really kind of like upbeat and it really felt like a superhero movie there was like a lot of jokes and uh okay, yeah, like yeah. really cool like uh money shots where it's like all the rangers together and we actually see like the zords oh yeah I remember. for the first they, like, time they were yeah, like they were actually i saw like a little cash and i didn't actually get to see it yeah it's like hey look here's our first look at the zords and i'm just like huh okay yeah so the zords and like the full megazord combined you know, in the yeah. previous episodes, we were talking how we were having problems with, like, the design because they yeah. put out the toys beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but the actual live-action version, I think, doesn't look th- that bad. Does it do the original series justice? Uh, or, or does it does it do justice to, it's, like... It's the, very it's very different from the original series, it, but it it's it reminds me a lot of, like, uh, Pacific Rim Gundam sort of thing. So okay, like, okay, okay. if you're into that, I think you'll like it. But it's like it's very much different and like more modern and like yeah. realistic than like the the TV show was. But uh, okay, I guess we'll have to wait and see like until the movie comes out to see how people are reacting to it and like what our thoughts are on it. I did hear Brian yeah. Cranston was in it. Is that true? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got our first <laughs> look at uh, Zordon and like Zordon. They did what I was hoping they would do is like they have him as like this almost. Uh, AI within like the spaceship. So does it have like the floating face? Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's like a floating face, but that it's almost like um, 
it's not necessarily like a hologram. It's this like kind of like oh. machinery on the wall. If you've seen Man of Steel, there's this there's like a similar technology on the Kryptonian scout ship where it's like all oh. like moving okay. uh, bits. Yeah. That's kind of what it is, and that's what I wanted them to do. So that's really I thought it was really cool that they did that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like both some pretty solid trailers. I would say rec- I recommend you know go check them out. But if you're not into spoilers. You know, you don't have to check. It. I also I, I also read somewhere that potentially the Power Rangers trailer gave away too much. Watching really? it, would you say that's true or no? Uh maybe because like there's like little shots of uh, uh like the what you would presume is like the final battle between like the Rangers and Rita and uh, you know, certain giant monsters. Uh, so I guess so. I guess we'll have to we'll have to really see like how much it's really. Mm-hmm you know, giving away. But that that's a good point. That's a good point for sure. I don't think the Logan trailer actually really showed like no, too yeah. much. Like into, they're, like they're, I mean they showed some combat and but not like and a lot. X twenty four. X twenty three. X twenty three. Yeah. X twenty three, uh just owning everybody. <laughs> yeah. She She's they said she was bad. like only they said she was only like eleven, I wanna yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like She's an 11-year-old girl with Wolverine powers, and she's, like, destroying she's everybody. Just destroying everybody. So cool. All right, so we're going to go I to our... I see them, like doing, like, doing, like, a spin-off, like, video series with her. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what they're going to do. I think it's going to transition from Logan to X-23 as the main kind of Wolverine Yeah, that's character. that's what I saw, too, is that, you know, they had the problem for a while of, are we going to recast Logan, uh, someone like Taron Edgerton or something? Yeah. And they think that now X-23 might potentially be that villain for Wolverine in the Marvel, well, in that universe. In the least. Fox, yeah, yeah. Marvel, <clears throat> Marvel Universe, for sure, yeah. I think that'd be great. So right now we're going to go to our next segment, and that's about Black Adam and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, so, like, you can see on Twitter and on Instagram that Dwayne has been, like, posting about, like, these meetings that have been going on with DC in the future, specifically with his character, Black Adam. So now, recently, I think within the past, like, few days, I want to say, uh, he came out and well actually DC came out and like or not DC it was actually like a report by The Hollywood Reporter or Deadline Hollywood or Variety like they all kind of like came out and said this that uh, the Shazam movie Shazam. is being split in a sense or there, there's being a, there's a spin-off there's going to be a spin-off from Shazam uh, and it's going to be entirely focused on Black Adam so in addition to the Shazam movie which Black Adam will be in there's going to be a standalone Black Adam movie. And uh, there's there they don't have a script yet, but, like, this is going to happen. And, like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has signed on for it. See, we discussed this a little bit uh, off the podcast, obviously, how, Shazam, or how, how Black Adam is getting his own movie. And I think it's going to be an interesting thing to undertake. Uh, I think the only, like I said before, I think the only reason that they're doing it is because of The Rock. It's such a huge name taking on oh, a, for sure. a solo role. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be interesting because... You know, aside from Suicide Squad, um, there hasn't, which were, they were still acting as heroes, there hasn't been a really a villain movie. Yeah. So how, I'm kind of curious how they're going to do that kind of movie. Um, like centered around someone like that. Yeah, who's just evil. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, like there's depth to yeah. the character, but like how can you root for somebody that is evil, is a yeah. villain? Well, like, you know, like, I, mean, I know that The Rock has been like kind of like talking about like how he's like this, the greatest, like one of the greatest villains, but also anti-heroes. So I could see them kind so of like be doing trying like an to origin story type thing. Yeah, because like that's that's a huge thing in like the uh, 
the new 52 Shazam run. It was like kind of like a self-contained story. It was like an origin yeah. story for Shazam and Black Adam. Uh, so like, I'm curious to see like what they're going to do. Like if they're going to do a Shazam movie, but not have Black Adam's origin in it and then just dedicate an entire movie to his origin. And his origin is actually like super dark and sad. So it's like... So is that is the Black Adam movie coming out after the Shazam movie? I don't think they've given uh, either like a, like a definitive release date yet. Because I feel like that would kind of play into what the movie could be about because it... I think it would feel awkward chronologically if to like have Shazam the origin. Yeah, and then they had like a Black Adam origin or yeah. something. I, th- I think it would make more sense to have Black Adam first and establish that like kind of like magical and then go into the yeah because like you you the, start out with Black Adam and you know where he's coming from and you understand why he's doing what he's doing and then you have like a Shazam movie and you build up Billy Batson and he encounters Black Adam so you kind of like oh it's a kid cool I understand where this guy's coming from but then you have this whole fleshed out like villain anti-hero character and having these people clash that could be really good if they do it right Mm -hmm. so that's really interesting and then uh, for the uh, to go on to the Shazam stuff Shazam is reported to have a script ready and it's being penned by Henry Gaiden the guy who wrote uh, the the little kid sci-fi movie called Earth to Echo if you're familiar with that oh yeah it was kind of like it was like a found footage like almost like E.T. Esque yeah. movie, so that one was animated. Yeah, it's, like the kind well, of like the the robot animated. was, the like the was kids were real, huh? Oh, yeah, but like, <laughs> it's, oh no, that one, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so Sorry. it's like it's very much I like kind I was of thinking like, some like just weird like three D computer animated yeah, video. You're okay, but it's like very much <laughs> kind of like <laughs> I'm a wrong. Yeah, it's okay. I'm buddy. It's okay, but it's like kind of like a little kid, you know, movie. So like, I would be curious to see how that would adapt to then like. Uh, the character of like Billy Batson, like with that that writer. Hopefully, I've never seen Earth the Echo, um, but hopefully, me, it me makes it a, a lighter movie. I think that's yeah. kind of you can't. It would feel really weird to have like a really yeah. dark Shazam movie, considering Billy Batson is a kid he's pretty a much. Ch- yeah, he's like he's a playing child. superhero essentially. So if they made that really dark, I feel like it really wouldn't fit with the character a whole lot. I could see them going dark with Black Adam, yeah, like the character, like in the movie, but not like the overall you know, like, movie, you know? Like, it shouldn't be, like, super serious, like, tone-wise. Yeah. So, I think that that gives me some faith because I feel like a lot of the... When DC tries to hit it dark, it, like, they kind of misfire in some areas. Like, they, they don't appeal to people who want, you know... Yeah. Like, the hopefulness and stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think it's interesting that they're, you know, potentially going that route. I mean, I would hope so because it's Shazam. Yeah. But uh, it's rumored that uh, Brad Payton... The guy who directed the San Andreas movie with The Rock, like the the earthquake movie. Oh yeah, he I that one. could good. like he is on like a list of people that uh, could potentially direct the movie. That's that's, that's the rumor. That's right interesting now. considering he's I, worked with The I, Rock. Yeah, I'd go with that one. Yeah, that, that doesn't one, surprise me. So that'd be cool. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I mean the trailers and stuff that I did see looked like a lot of action and destruction. So that's something that DC really likes to do. Yeah, destroying cities. There you go. So uh, so. I'm optimistic. Yeah, me too. And the next bit of news is Sony came out and confirmed because it's been rumored for a long time. This was kind of part of the, you know, discussion with the Spider-Man property with like Sony with like the, uh, you know, leaked emails with uh, Sony. That was like a huge thing. And part of the stuff that came out was like Sony was interested in doing an animated Spider-Man franchise. They're interested in doing a Venom spinoff. 
and also what eventually came to be the like the MCU, the Marvel Spider-Man. So like that was always rumored around was like the animated one. And now they officially confirmed who the animated movie is going to be centered around and that's Miles Morales. Uh, the uh, half-black, half-Hispanic Spider-Man who was created in the Ultimate Universe after, spoiler alert, Peter Parker dies. So, then he becomes Spider-Man, and he's actually, you know, like, I've read the books, he's actually, like, an extremely, like, good character. I would say, in my opinion, he's kind of, like, on the same level as Peter Parker in terms of, like, favorability, you know, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh... I said reading through the little Wikipedia page that they had for Miles Morales, and he seems really cool. He's he's a really cool character, but uh, I'm curious to see how they're gonna go about doing it because there are some yeah. aspects of his character and his story that are kind of dark and serious. So I'd be curious to see how they would tackle it in like a kind of animated, kid friendly way. You know, do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, do you true. think that this is going to mean that Marvel is going to start hitting some more animated movies? Because you know, compared to DC, they really are not present uh, in the animated movie. Well, this is, a, this is an animated movie. Not yeah, like this a is series. yeah, this is an animated movie. But this is okay. actually this is uh, Sony uh, Sony Pictures Columbia. Yeah. So this isn't really uh, affiliated with like uh, say like like Disney or the like the Marvel Studios. Yeah, this is kind of their own thing. So like. But, but like uh, even then, do they do much like uh, like Marvel like animated? property animated movies and stuff like that? Well, like the only um, one that they really own is like the Spider Man, you okay. know. Yeah, that, so, that's why there's the whole like debacle of trying to get Sony to work with Marvel so that they could throw Spider Man into a bunch of different. Yeah, so like movies. since since they don't like since they're not doing I guess the the live action ones, they're gonna do yeah, they're gonna uh, switch over and to to do some like kid friendly animated. animated movies, which is cool because Sony's animated movies are actually you know pretty good. And their, yeah, they're really good. Their animation studio is great. Top notch. Yeah. So this could be really good. And then uh, the final story, it's kind of like a, a huge deal. Uh, Peter Dinklage, star of Game of Thrones, uh, plays Tyrion Lannister. He's a great character. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he has been confirmed to star in Avengers Infinity War Ooh. and the untitled Avengers 4, which was at one point right. Avengers Infinity War Part 2, but now it's... It's you know a standalone movie. Has his role been confirmed? His role has not been confirmed, and there's okay. like so many different rumors swirling around okay. of who he could so. be. But uh, there's and there's one that I want to talk about specifically because there's okay. like three like ish ones that people are discussing. Okay. And this one I think is the most likely because okay. it makes the most sense. So go for it. He's rumored to be playing, uh, in you know like how in Asgard there is, like, all the different realms and stuff. Yeah. And there's a specific realm that's inhabited by dwarves. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be cool. These dwarves were the ones that forged Mjolnir in the yes. Heart of the Star. And also, uh, you, you know, other, you know, huge weapons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter Dinklage is rumored to be playing the King of the Dwarves. Mm-hmm. And uh, awesome. according to, like, some rumors, he his character is the one that created the Infinity Gauntlet. So that could be like a really? huge, yeah. That could be like a huge uh, storyline in regards to like Thanos and how he yeah. gets it. Uh, and and it's interesting because this character, like, uh, was in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon show. Uh, he was okay, featured yeah, yeah. in like a like an arc where Loki essentially overthrows uh, Odin and takes control of Asgard. And when the Avengers yeah. try to you know do something about it. He like uses his magic and 
cast them out all across the universe. So the whole yeah. story of, the, in the, of this like arc in this cartoon is them coming across the universe, coming together to fight this guy. And one aspect of, of this, of like, you know, like specifically with like Tony Stark, he's trapped on this dwarven planet. He yeah. has nothing. He has no armor. His armor's busted. Ooh. And he encounters this king. And the king helps Tony forge this awesome, awesome, like, dwarven Iron Man armor. <laughs> and I would be curious to see if they would go that route in the movie where, like, you know, he's helping him build the armor, but also they're talking about, like, the construction of the Infinity Gauntlet and, uh, like, how it came into Thanos' possession and, like, yeah. why he's after it you know, the gauntlet. Well, I'd also like to see them kind of do, uh, and go through some of the, like the other realms. Yeah. In the adventures. Yeah. That's like the entire, like Marvel universe. Yeah. Cause like every single movie up to now pretty much focuses on earth. I mean, they've had a few like little segments where like, but they've, not- they've shown Thanos, they've shown guardians of the galaxy, but that's like, as far as they've gone outside of the like earthen realm. Yeah. I like, mean, they've never really, and, ex- and, yeah, they've never really even explored with, even with the, the Thor movies. Like they do, like a few like short scenes where they're on Asgard, but they don't really actually go in and explain. Well, they went like, to all the different what, worlds and stuff. They went to Jotunheim and they 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 showed like the different realms in like Thor: The Dark World briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but they well, never really like, this huge fight where they're just passing through realms left yeah, and right. But, but they that's never really like, about it. They never really went to those places and like yeah. met the people and like discovered their cultures or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Because I'd like to see just see them and just go and go like, okay, we're in this alternate world. We're in this world where it's just dwarves and they're like all just like really heavy mechanically minded and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we get to go see the origin of the Infinity Gauntlet. We get to see Iron Man get this really cool like dwarven Iron Man suit, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be really cool to put on the big screen. Uh, just back to Peter Dinklage for a second. I also read. I think that one. Uh, the I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name. But the character. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's this whole like kind of like mythical fantasy name. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think yeah, you can try to try to pronounce it. I think it. that that's. I think that that's the most likely because I also saw people speculating that he might be Pip the Troll, but he really isn't a major character. He plays yeah. some connection with Adam Warlock who is not in the universe, in the universe at yeah. all. And I also saw someone specul- some people speculating that he might be MODOK, but, like, he's also not been like hinted how, at. Yeah, how would MODOK so. be relevant to the plot of, like, the so Infinity I, Gauntlet stuff I think that this is definitely the most relevant. I don't know if they'll go as in-depth with, like, the Tony Stark stuff, yeah. but I think that they'll definitely play a role. With the Infinity Gauntlet yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that, that'll be really cool. But, like, I wanted to, to bring up, that was a good point to yeah. bring up about the... Uh, the other worlds. Yeah. Uh, this is officially confirmed by the production designer of the Avengers movies. Yeah. There will we will be going through multiple worlds. We're gonna be world exploring Yay. in Avengers Infinity War. We're Yay. not just gonna be on Earth. We're not, not just gonna be like, on Thanos's chair place. <laughs> chair we're we're place gonna be in everywhere. Space somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> With a black hole. We're gonna be bouncing around planets. So that's yeah, gonna be that'd be cool. Really cool. So. It says here that it's called Aitri, the king of the dwarves from the Asgardian realm of Nita Valir. Okay. That's a way better pronunciation than I could have done. Aitri? Yeah. So I guess if you uh, want sort of like a a vibe of what this movie could be like, I would say for sure check out the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon. I believe it's on Netflix currently. So... uh, Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, so... But if you're just uh, into the Avengers or like Marvel 
you know, characters in general. Go check that show out. It is a it is a great show. It's one of the best Marvel cartoons out there, I want to say. But that pretty much wraps it up for our news segment. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with our main segments, our Geek of the Week segment, which is a new thing we're going to try out and another cool segment. So we'll be right back after this message. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. Morty, uh, you're on a podcast, Morty. Uh, geez, Rick. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, so... Right now, we're going to be doing our new segment. It's called Geek of the Week. Uh, so every work, every work, <laughs> every week, we're going to be bringing God. in somebody who is like all about a specific fandom, and they're going to talk about it with us, and we're going to discuss it and like how you could get on board with it and like why you might you know want to take a look. So we're here with Tom, of course. <laughs> yep. So Tom is going to be talking about Rick and Morty. So yeah, Rick and Morty is an Adult Swim cartoon. Uh, it's currently in limbo between its second and third season, and it is honestly one of the best shows that you should jump in on right now in its like early stages, uh, relatively to how long it could go. Um, it's a show that's a it's a cartoon, like I said. Um, and on the outside, from an outsider's perspective, it would it looks like just another like. Family Guy, or another just Simpsons. vulgar like adult cartoon, and you really just think this is just there to be vulgar, to be funny. But Rick and Morty is like so much more than that. It goes like a level deeper because right, you can be laughing so hard at this uh, show, and then suddenly they'll just like hit you right in the feels, and you're like, yeah. oh, like, that no. was not ready for that. Um, and so I'll give a little bit of history. It was created by Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. Dan Harmon previously worked on. Uh, community. He was fired from community, but he had worked on like this cartoon-ish thing before called Doc and Marty. Uh, similar to maybe uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, Marty was spelled M-H-A-R-T-I. Uh, so it was a way to get around like the, you know, the yeah, copyright. And it wasn't sort of like, uh, I don't think it was like a uh, widely like distributed show. I don't think it was on any like networks or anything like that but it was like a thing that he was doing where he cre- used pretty much to use the same characters or at least the base of the same the characters yeah. and then made it like super vulgar and terrible and it was like far worse than like anything Rick and Morty will do like in terms of how bad and vulgar it can be but that's kind of where it came from so after that after he was fired from community he was um, approached by Adult Swim to like make a cartoon and so that's kind of where Rick and Morty started and uh, even the names have like a similarity to Doc and Marty from Back to the Future and there's a lot yeah. of like science fiction concepts in the show um, and that's it's really it's like it's really good show especially like if you like Back to the Future evolved into its own thing yeah it's a really show if you like Back to the Future if you like science fiction because it like since it's a cartoon especially and because like I think Adult Swim puts a lot of like faith in them to make a good show that's why they've been on like mid or like a season hiatus for like a year now yeah uh, over a year um 
that like it's such like I was saying though it's a cartoon so they can do anything they want with it so like their possibilities are pretty much endless, uh, endless. like they, anything they want to do they can do and it's kind of interesting how they do some of this stuff like because it's they focus a lot on like other worlds other planets of like other um, races yeah. and stuff and a lot of this stuff is just like uh, Dan Harmon like will doodle a character or something and he's like haha look at this funny character the animators will take that make into an alien race and so it's yep. like everything that they do is just like integrated into the show. And then there's like so many, there's like such depth to a lot of the stuff that happens in the show. Um, a lot of like societal critiques. So, yeah. but it's definitely a show. So kind of what I'm saying is it's definitely a show that you can just sit back and just like veg on and just like laugh at like dumb jokes of with Rick, the drunk guy and his you know grandson just being dumb. Yeah. Like it's something that you can definitely just do that, have a good time, get a bunch of laughs, but it's also something that you can sit there if you actively watch it and like pay attention to stuff. You can like analyze really, it, like yeah, get themes out of it. You can really get a lot out of the show more than just the comedic aspects. Um, and there's, like I was saying, there's so much, there's so much depth, especially like characters yeah. even aside from story. Um, like I don't want to spoil a whole lot. But season one, both of these are on Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, otherwise, I think you can go to Kiss Cartoon, and they're probably on there too. Yeah, so like you can find it like on uh, different like streaming services and whatnot, mm-hmm. or uh, they sometimes rerun it on Adult Swim. Yeah, and I think yeah. season one might be on Netflix or it used to be. Yeah, uh, Adult Swim is uh, just like Cartoon Network at night, so yeah, you can go ahead and on watch Saturday it on Saturday nights, I believe. Yeah, or do they run every night? Or I'm not sure. I, th- uh, I think it's just. Saturday night. Yeah, so maybe. What were or, you saying? I don't but know. yeah, there's like you, the first season is pretty much, and if you're gonna get into this, the first season is pretty much. There's not a whole lot of depth to it. It's a lot of comedy. They spruce they or I shouldn't say spruce. They spruce it up a little bit with like some feeling stuff, but not like a whole lot. Season two, they really like hit it hardcore in terms of like contrast. I think the um the best episode of the show, my favorite episode of the show, um is the last episode. Of season two? Of season two, yes. Um, and without getting into spoilers, there's like a really emotional part, or a really, it's a really emotional episode as a whole, but there's like, you get to see a whole lot of depth to Rick. Um, and Rick is this character, maybe I should give a little background, is this character who's, uh, uh, Morty is the other character, is it's, it's his grandson, and he's living with his daughter and her husband and their two children after he's been gone for like many years. He was a vacant father. But he comes back and he's like doing all these experiments in the garage and he's like trying to play this role. But everybody kind of sees him as this like apathetic character. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about anyone's safety. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And then the last episode of season two and also like the second or third episode especially really show that these characters have way more depth than you, than like than meets the eye. Like there's so many like like layers to them. Yeah. Yeah. They're not just like one-sided characters; like mm-hmm. they're they're multifaceted, you know, people. And like it, you can see him just kind of like reviewing himself. Yeah, yeah. And like so, it ends on the actually kind of similar to like you know everyone really liked the uh, the first Logan. It's the first Logan trailer with uh, Johnny Cash's Hurt. Yeah. Uh, they do. They end the uh, episode season two on like uh, Nine Inch Nails' cover of that, which is also pretty good if I if I can say that. Um, and it's just like so emotional and you're like why am I feeling so much for this like cartoon that's just like a bunch of wacky this, like, people it's this, grand, this drunk grandpa that's burping every 30 seconds and <laughs> stuttering through all of his sentences and I'm feeling for it 
and it's it's like so it's so deep and so I, I would like to talk about like some like interesting things about the show that like kind of attest to how like creative and how much like talent there is behind the show uh, so Justin Roiland says that Chris Parnell plays Jerry Smith the uh, father and he says that he takes he does a lot of his lines one take um, oh, and wow. they'll even have to do like as, as you do work on a show you have to do like a lot of takes for sh- stuff just so yeah. you have like backups especially but often, with uh, animation yeah, stuff cause and, yeah because like lots of st- yeah anything could happen you never know yeah, what you're you gonna animate that, like right delivery and um, but he says that so they'll often record the line like 30 times or something but he'll often always go with the first line and these characters are like you know, or like the actors behind them are like really putting a lot into the story and everything like that and so it's uh, there you can tell that there's like heart behind it like they care about what they're creating yeah it's something another interesting show there's like two episodes I believe of uh, where they pretty much just watch TV for 95% of the episode and okay. they show these commercials or shows or stuff yeah. that are like totally outlandish and stuff they're like from like other dimensions yeah yes uh, they're like I think the channel the episodes like, are called like interdimensional interdimensional like cable, cable. Yeah. yeah yeah um and uh and through actually these commercials and like this stuff is Justin Roiland doing the voices over it and uh he does it in uh, one take pretty much improvises the whole thing that's yeah, so they, cool like, they, what they do is they improvise the entire like little segment and they just send it to the animators like here have fun that's cool like there's like no they just get the audio and they just have to create a visual to it yeah they do like a lot of like homages to other scientific or like science fiction works excuse me yeah um, but yeah, I think that's like a, if you want to jump into the show, though, um, I think a good episode to, to watch um, that doesn't do a whole lot to the story um, is the Mister Meeseeks episode. I think it's called Meeseeks and Destroyed. Oh, that's Mr. that's like the one that like okay. everybody uh, everybody quotes and uh, <laughs> stuff like that, and it's like really notable. Also, the episode Total Recall is like super good. Um, it's really funny. So the Mr. Meeseeks episode, um, without like ruining it, but it's not like a ruinable episode. It's pretty much uh, the family minus uh, Rick and Morty get the Meeseeks box, and you press the button, and then Mr. Meeseeks will come out, and you tell him like something you want help with, and he'll like do that, and then as soon as he completes his task, he'll uh, just vanish. He'll die essentially. He just explodes into nothingness. Yeah, um, and so. Uh, Letting into nothingness. I I lost my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's okay. And uh, oh, okay, so, but you just got to give them like a simple command, a simple task to do. Yeah, help me fix anything, the dishwasher. Yeah, anything complex, he just can't do. And so it's kind of a joke because um, Beth tells uh, Mr. Meeseeks to like make her a better or a more perfect woman or something like that, or more whole woman. Um, I don't remember what Summer says, but she's like, I want to be more popular. Yeah. In yep. And then uh, Jerry is like, I want you to take two off my golf swing or my golf game. And that's like the most complex task. And eventually these me-seeks just like start calling in more me-seeks. And then they just kind of had this whole problem where all these me-seeks are not meant to live very long. And yeah. so they're all just like, they want to die, but they also have to complete their task before they can die. So it can you get also, pretty you dark. You also see them kind of like age very quickly. Yeah. It gets like super dark, but also there's like still the comedy on one side. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that's like a really good episode. It's pretty solid. There's like not a whole lot of like overarching story to it. So it's like a definitely episode you can jump in on super easily. See if you like it. Another good episode like that is the Total Recall episode, which is there's these like parasite type things that break into the house, uh, or not break into the house, they get tracked into the house. And what they'll do is they'll like create uh, their uh, a person essentially or a being and kind of create memories of themselves and other people yeah so basically like you'd have somebody that you like never met before but like for some reason you just remember all these different memories with them and so they eventually kind of want to take over the world essentially but they got to like get out but and rick has it on lockdown and so they have to figure out which people are part of their family which people are these alien parasites who just keep like doubling doubling the problem is you remember all of them like with memories and stuff but those memories never existed. That's a really good episode. It's, like, really funny throughout. There's, like, all these crazy, insane characters that they have, and then eventually they, you know, they they do, like, some pretty cool stuff with it. So those are, like, two episodes that I highly recommend if you just want to jump into the series and, like, see if it's something that you're, uh, it's something that you'd enjoy. And then the last episode of the series so far is definitely the best one, I say. But, yeah, yeah. that's... That's, That's Rick and Morty. On Rick and Morty. Yeah. They have released like a short little like teaser for season three, which I have not watched, given my policy on trailers and teasers. Well, it it wasn't even like a little teaser; like it was just kind of like a a little blurb from an episode. It was a little blurb from like the first episode. But yeah, that, and that season, it wasn't even like completed. It was still just like in black and white. Mm. But season three has like not had an announced date yet, so I'm anxiously awaiting that. I know. I can't wait for it to come out. I just. <laughs> so I think we we had planned for another segment, but I think that's gonna be about it for this episode. Uh, so yeah, like this is gonna be like a future thing that we're gonna do every week. We're gonna have this geek of the week segment where we you know get someone on here to like you know talk about whatever fandom they're super passionate about that they know a lot about and talk about like how people could get on board and be involved with it. So Tom, thank you. Well, hold on a second. How long do you want to go? Uh, no, I think I think we're about yeah, solid. Okay. Because because right. no uh, no because like the yeah. last one was kind of like an hour long, so I think yeah. I think we're about good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but like, thank you, Tom, for coming on. Oh yeah, yeah no thank problem. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Invite me again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, thanks for talking about Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to be the geek of the week, Marty. you can tweet at us and uh, message us on our Facebook uh, or on our Instagram. We have an Instagram too. Uh, so yeah. If you want to be Geek of the Week, let us know, and we'll get you on the podcast, and we'll talk to you about whatever fandom you're super into. Uh, That's pretty much it for this episode of The Raving Geeks. Uh, We'll see you next time. Same bat time, same bat place.